Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's Mole Patrol, the Mole Patrol. It's the reality TV rehab-ups podcast all about the Mole Season 2, spoiler-free, recapping each and every episode of the Mole Season 2. Currently streaming on Netflix, I'm Josh Wiggler. Um, I got the cake without the blueberry on it, so I have to speak first. Uh, uh, she got a cake with the blueberry on it. It's Jessica Lee. Jess, how did it taste? Um. I don't know what you're doing getting the piece of cake without the blueberry on it. I feel like the blueberry is the whole point. It was not on purpose. It was all that was left uh, because right before I was able to get a slice of cake, Brooklyn Zed swept in and just stole the last piece with the blueberry Scooped on it. up all the pieces with blueberries on it. Mm, oh they got God. really excited about the cake, Josh. They yeah. did. The, the blubbery so cake. suspicious. The that blubbery, blubbery cake. Mm. Yes. Uh, I got the memo. Um, yes, the blubbery cake. This is a great episode of The Mole because, Jess, uh, I don't have to do anything extra to talk about the food. The show just knows that I want to talk about food. This season of The Mole, I feel like it always knows exactly what you need and it provides it. Um, Zed, as we often like to say, then is this is the season of the mole? Is this the room of requirement? Is this the <laughs> it expands to give you what you ask of it? Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes sometimes you don't even know that that's what you need. <laughs> Things you until, don't even know you need yeah. until the mole tells you this is what you need. But is that not like life? You know, uh, just like uh, you probably were, had given up that the Mole Patrol would ever come back. And then the one year anniversary of that January 24th, uh, 2021 came around when we were planning to return. And then it just happened to be at the same exact time. Uh, Nestor Netflix was like, you guys need better quality episodes to watch. I got you covered. And so the Mole now streaming on Netflix in the U.S., uh, outside of the U.S., I believe the 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 word the kids say here is yo-yo, I think, right? You're on your own. I don't know. Mm. You figure it out. You VPN it. You that YouTube. <laughs> oh, yo-yo is definitely a thing. I just don't know if anyone's doing it anymore. Stop trying to make that happen, Josh. Um, yeah, I'm trying to bring it back. Uh, we'll see. Will yo-yo come back? Anyone uh, yo-yo shout at me at Round Howard if yo-yo is still a thing, but only for that. Do not talk to me about the mole. I will not talk to you about the mole. My only method of communication about the mole is through this podcast because I am unspoiled. I've never seen season two. Only seen season one of the U.S. Bowl, which, by the way, we said you got to binge. Otherwise, spoilers for season one of the Bowl are fair game this week. I would say they are fair game. I don't think there's any real reason that we have to like go super deep on it. But if it comes up, it comes up. But season two spoilers, we're taking this one week at a time. Jess and Zed have seen this season a million times. Uh, Jess, I believe you said that every week in between uh, recording the Bowl, you're going to just rewatch the season. Mm, there's one episode that I'm going to rewatch every week in between recording episodes. Has that already happened for you? I've seen that episode four times since we last spoke. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I've stopped watching other television. I just oh, watched this episode. Oh my God. All right. Well, that's fantastic. You. That's fantastic. Just some more business before we get into it. Uh, for season one, if you just binge season one of the mole, we do have, uh, recaps of every episode of season one of mole in our mole patrol podcast feed, which you can find on your podcast app of choice. Just search for the mole patrol. You'll find us. Uh, so go and check all of that out. It's a similar journey as this one. I didn't know anything. So each and every week you just get to hear my ridiculous thoughts watching it and you get to see Jess and Zed's poker face or is it the blackjack? 
Uh, I don't know. We're getting into casino games this week. It's going to be fun. Wario is shook. Um, if you've got questions, if you've got feedback for the podcast, send it in. Mole Patrol at Rob has a website dot com. Rob, uh, mobile Patrol at is the email address that'll go directly to Zed and Jess. So it can be spoiler free or it can be spoiler filled. Um, but you are entitled to send stuff in that way. This podcast, we're going to, we're going to do recap. We're going to recap the episode. Then we're going to do games. It's going to be a delight. Uh, we come off of the heels of, uh, the first execution last week. Bob is gone. Who will be next? And that is the mission of this week's episode of the mole, which uh, Zed, I, I, I really enjoyed this one. Gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I'm feeling the mole. I'm back. Good. We're back. We are. We are very much back along with Meadow Muffin. Unbelievable. <laughs> this, I, uh, Jess, I would like to dedicate this podcast to Meadow Muffin. I mean, Meadow Muffin is the reason I'm dressed the way I'm dressed. Well, uh, that, yeah. That Can you describe I'm, how you're dressed for the people? Because this is not this is an audio medium, even though you and me and Zed are watching each other's faces right now. Well, I figured in um, in tr- loving tribute to Meadow Muffin and also in tribute to the outfits everybody had to wear to get to the train station this week, I have worn a large fluffy hat that is the head of a Highland cow. Mm-hmm. You know, Meadow Muffet is a regular cow, and this is a Highland cow. And I know the end result's a little bit QAnon shaman, but I assure you, it's just a Highland cow. Okay, well, it looks great. Um, uh, you can't see because it's just torso up, but I am wearing a diaper uh, <sighs> in hopes of getting two thousand dollars. I don't know if, I, if that's going to work out for me, but I'm just going to to pick it up. You know where fake Charlie uh, dropped it. <laughs> You know, Josh, in the real world, if someone give if someone says they're going to give you two thousand dollars to wear a diaper, I think maybe you ought to interrogate that a little bit harder. Yeah, seems eh, stupid. Got to stick to the brand. Don't really have a choice. Got to <laughs> got to do what I got to do. Um, any thoughts before we hop into this one, or should we just attack it? Just like let's go for it. Let's 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 go for we, it. We've teased the various challenges. Yeah. Now we can go through and get to them. It's a great ep- everything that happened. I'll just say quickly that what I I think last year, can you believe it? I'm going to have a memory of something that we talked about a year ago. <laughs> this is wild. Um, is that like you both talked about how um, you know, like the the way that the show treats the exemption idea, like really escalates. Uh, and that yeah. like, sort of like the strategy of the game starts to come more into focus. I think you, you really obviously really see that starting this week. It was a delight. It was just such a delight just to, to see the way that like exemptions are coming in to like cause the conflict. And also there are like really serious strategic decisions that need to be made surrounding this stuff. Yeah, it's almost like you have to be a mole for a few minutes in order to get the exemption. And it's, there's a little bit of mental calculus you have to do where it's like, how confident am I that I'm not going to be the person who's eliminated? And if I'm really not feeling good about that, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like crap all over everybody else's good time for yeah. the episode. <laughs> and what are they going to do about it? I'm exempt. Yeah. Yeah. It's delightful. All right. Brooklyn Zed, you're in charge of the recap. Lead the yeah. way. Take us to that 4:35 PM train. We can't be late. Can't be late. And we have a long way to go to get there. Uh, Starting with, I think the first thing we learn in the episode is that the cow 
R.I.P. Meadow Muffin in the fire of the previous episode. Um, and it's a big deal. But is it? But is it? Katie has lost her cat. But is it? It it is for another like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, we get some confessionals from Heather and Katie about like the impact of having all their clothes burned and how they feel gross because they've had to wear the same outfit for, I don't know, 36 hours maybe while staying in lush hotels. I mean, I've been, uh, I, I I just showered, uh, not terribly long ago, maybe 20, 30 minutes ago. And I'd been wearing the same clothes getting darn near close to like 30. So, you know, as for coming off the heels of, you know, I don't know, 18 months of lockdown, how long have we all worn our clothes at a stretch? Things have changed. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask how long, how long is the longest you've ever worn the same clothes? And is that answer different from what you would say a year ago? Um, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. hundred percent. So um, much easier when you don't, when you literally don't leave your house. Yeah. Like, easier what are you changing a, clothes for? Easier is like a really like kind to yourself way of putting that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so much easier. Well, I don't like being at home in the clothes that I wore out of the house. But if you didn't go out of the house, then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're fine. You're fine. Uh, At any rate, the answer to that question is definitely longer than these people have been wearing their clothes. Correct. Although Anderson drags them when he he meets them in broad daylight for the next game. He goes, well, you all smell like flies. He's like, you all probably smell rank. Yeah, Yeah, you guys smell rank. Flies are following you everywhere like Linus. Yeah. Or Pigpen. It's Pigpen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, you know, it's easy to say that because Anderson Cooper smells amazing and changes clothes every time the camera is off him. So when the camera comes back on him, he's wearing different clean clothes. Sure. He's like the Um, cleanest man alive. Anderson looks delightful (laughs) throughout this episode. And alive. Yeah. I mean, he's going to look like James Bond at one point. Like Anderson (laughs) Cooper is just feeling himself so hard um i will say in the spirit of like tracking so last year the mole like when they revealed who the mole was up for whatever reason i'm still not saying the name uh but if you listen to the podcast i was right um they 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 like were like we had we dropped clues the whole way through and they were just like such ridiculous clues uh like utterly absurd nothing that you would ever really follow like the bag said uh like it had a k on it so that that told you what it was like all this terrible <laughs> stuff uh so i'm expecting that's not going to be much better here in season 2 correct so i'm mm-hmm. trying i'm trying to think of like so what are the bullshit clues what are the bad clues what are the bad clues that are going to be out here that are going to like lead us in the wrong direction or like you wouldn't even think to follow pig pen okay so pig pen pig pen's peanuts right pig pen's peanuts Pigpen's Peanuts. The the comic strip, yes. Pigpen's Pigpen's Peanuts. Sounds like a business. Pigpen's Peanuts. (laughs) Say it one more time. (laughs) Now let's put a pin in this because that I think you're right. I think there's an opportunity here. Pigpen's Peanuts. Um, Here, let me just mark down the time. I'm going to make sure to edit this part out of the podcast so that Mm -hmm. we are able to hold on to that name and no one is able to get to Pigpen's Peanuts. First, Uh, (laughs) say that seven times fast. You're in trouble. Um, So there's that. Katie, who is the owner of Meadow Muffin, last week says Katie without Meadow Muffin is like Linus without his blanket. If I get another Peanuts reference, I'm That's in, it. That's I'm the trifecta. Really, I'm going like to lock in on Katie, but right now I think Katie is sus. 
and Katie is sus right now, and it's the Peanuts connection, and I'm following that. Following that, lead. I think that's as reasonable as anything. I think it's. I think given what the show has done in yes. the past, it is a very reasonable. I think you're not wrong. Uh, yeah. Reason to be suspicious I, that Katie could be the mole. I only remember two bullshit clues from this season, and one of them is so bullshit that I think this clue is right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Uh, but yeah, they all smell terrible, and Anderson lets them know. <laughs> uh, so they'll get new clothes in their next location, which is San Moritz. Uh, but before that, they're going to get other new clothes. Yeah, uh, He's really burying the lead here. Um, so we have to select two women with the best fashion sense, and one man who needs some fashion advice, because gender roles yes um and of course none of this like uh come really comes into play it's another no, one of those classic like totally arbitrary yeah here's just like some arbitrary distinctions uh that we just need to like fill out some slots for mm-hmm. yeah so dorothy and olavia have the fashion sense and bill needs help but then all three of them have the exact same job that they're doing together as a team yeah which is uh we see a clothesline of costumes they have to choose an outfit for each of the remaining 10 players um, who will be paired up in like teams. They're not really teams. They're just pairs of people. Um, the players need to, Anderson stipulates, wear the costumes to the train station, catch the 435 train to St. Moritz, and then find their way to the Schweizerhof Hotel, yes. <laughs> said as German as, as he you could did. possibly must. Schweizerhof? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did great. You did great. That was great. Um, if they accomplish this whole task, $20,000 will be added to the pot. It's $2,000 per outfit successfully worn to completion the whole time. Uh, and if anyone misses the train, then it's no money at all. Yeah. Uh, they have two and a half hours to to get this done. Um, this is wild because like almost every option is awful almost every yeah. option is like is a really bad option we're talking like dirty bunny onesie uh we're talking uh speedo we're talking uh there's like the the undergarments that al wears like it's all it's all a lot it's all like uh many of them are really really bad for the weather yeah it's very cold um but it's hilarious speaking of gender roles there are some of these outfits that i think you cannot assign to a female contestant there's a trick i don't think you could have a woman wear what patrick wore i I would argue it would be really exploitative to give to a woman what al had to wear yes probably also yeah that's fair yeah uh a lot a lot of this is uh curious uh and I I am I was going to ask now are they are they 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 are specifically assigning the costumes to specific people correct yes, they pick yep. them out they pick out the outfits for each player but we don't really get a lot of insight into like why they choose who they choose for no, which one don't. yeah so you're like left to like sort of suppose that I do think like at multiple times they talk about Patrick as being like he marches to the beat of his own drummer. Patrick will just do whatever. Like maybe that's what they're going with. But I don't know. I would have liked a little bit more breakdown of like how they assigned out all of the the various 
mm-hmm. costumes. I would have liked to have known, uh, like, how did Bribs wind up in what is described as, and I didn't know what this meant. I have the captions on. This will be relevant later. Uh, Pink Teddy is what they described Bribs' costume as. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. It's another word for, like, a nightie or a nightgown. Teddy. Or, uh, yeah. Never heard that. Um, Anderson loves Heather's fondue apron. <laughs> this is so funny because she's she thinks she has the worst outfit, and her outfit is just like a yellow dress. It's she cold. Second, it's the second best outfit. She hasn't seen she hasn't seen anybody else. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. She's doing great. Heather's costume is very good. Uh, <laughs> she's in a perfectly normal dress with a weird apron. I would, uh, Jess. I would want the cow costume. I think. I think like that would be. Best. I would want the one that's like the onesie. I would want the, or is it, is it Darwin wears like the Darwin rabbit wears suit? Darwin wears the rabbit. Right? Yeah, wears I a rabbit want, suit. I would want that the rabbit warm. suit. That is obviously one. the number one choice. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not and even then close. Probably, probably after that, St. Pauli girl. Yeah. Yeah. You're covered up. That's yep. good. Uh, uh, is it, is it Lisa who looks like the Riddler? Is it Lisa <laughs> who is dressed like Jim Carrey's Riddler in Batman yes. forever? The green sparkly dress yeah. with the red feather boa yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Do you like my new coat? It keeps me safe when I'm jogging at night. Uh, <laughs> is, is that Shatner or Carrie? It's Carrie. That's how he says it. <laughs> it keeps me safe when I'm jogging at night. Uh, she looks like the Riddler. Yeah. Okay. It's a strange combination of outfits that we get here in, in people in great, various states of undress. Yeah. But at least you're covered up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is it Al who says, I hope I don't get aroused? Is what he says. Like, yeah, oh, I, uh, I, hope I hope so either. too. Yeah. <laughs> so Anderson this is says, in the family hour. Yeah. yeah. Anderson says to him, Many men find the feel of women's undergarments pleasurable. And Al says, And you know that, how? Oh my gosh. And Anderson just laughs. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Al seems, uh, Al, Al's ridiculous. He's like a pretty good sport about it eventually. Like he's, you know, off put by it to start. And then he's and then he kind of gets into it and he's oh, like, yeah. you know, my girls know because his his wife and his two daughters like they know I'm a goof. They'll know this is a goof. Oh, but I didn't think about all the guys at my warehouse job who are going to see this. What are they going to think? Yeah, he's concerned. They're, they're going to think it's a goof. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think they'll probably think it's great. Like, uh, you didn't have a choice in the match. I mean, you could have not done it, but like, you didn't pick this outfit. You signed you up just to be what on. You had to do for the show. Signed up to be on a wild reality television series. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're 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 doing you're doing this stuff. He's certainly going to feel better about this than he's going to feel about ribs in a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Undergarments in first position. Many other things in second through like tenth position in eleventh. Ribs. Ribs. <laughs> Um, the Swiss are not ready for this at all, Anderson no. says after Myra and Patrick like take off up the hill. Is this while he he is once again eating some kind of treat? We do see Anderson eating a treat at one point. Uh, I see. Uh, I think it's when he sees Darwin at one point, as Darwin's just like kind of toddling around in his bunny suit. Anderson <laughs> is eating like another sandwich. Always, it's like, it's like some sort of tiny like little uh, bread product. He just goes, "Hey, buddy." Always be snacking. Always be snacking. Uh, 
So they're all good to go. Everybody's on their way to the train station. And then Anderson offers the three remaining players. So that's Olavia, Dorothy, and Bill. Um, the opportunity to double the pot if they all wear outfits that he chose for them, which are all the same. It's diapers, bibs, pacifiers, and like, I guess little bonnets. We never really saw a little, those. A little cute hat is what I have. Yeah, a yeah. full adult baby outfit. Mike Bloom Mike is Bloom's freaking worst out. Worst nightmare. Yeah, he's freaking uh, out. Averted, however, um, because they they debate it. They try pieces of the outfit on. Um, Bill's like, I'm a re- re- retired rear admiral, and that isn't a big deal. But I do represent the Navy, so I don't want to do it. I mean, it sounds like Jess, you represent the Navy. Like you're the representative. Like that sounds important. Yeah, I didn't know the Navy had appointed Bill to speak up on behalf of their entire branch of the U.S. Armed Forces here. When he is yeah. no longer in the Navy. Yeah, it's it's not that big of a deal, but I'm Mr. Navy. I am the representative. <laughs> Mr. I'm, Navy. It's me, Mr. Navy. <laughs> is that I'm his last one. name, Navy? <laughs> Bill Navy. Uh, I'm 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 the admiral. There's only one, and it's me. I'm the representative. Definitely not undercover Charlie, I swear. Uh, And yeah, he won't do it. He won't do it. Yeah, so uh, I think they're all kind of like looking to each other for an excuse to to get out of it. Um, And so they're like, you know, 20,000, it's early. We're going to have lots of opportunities to earn money. $20,000 isn't that much. Uh, Little do they know how the rest of this series of challenges is going to go. Yeah. I have no um, no alarms raised for me with Bill not wanting to do this. I feel like this seems like perfectly in character for for this archetype. Like, no, I've got lines in the sand I won't cross. And one of those lines that I had determined before coming out here is I will not, I repeat, not dress like an adult baby. Uh, <laughs> like, this feels of a piece of uh, like that that uh that charlie that like bb character uh jess like this feels very Mm -hmm. much of like that early aughts reality tv contestant so right and you know you give them a whole list they give you a whole list of like tell us all the things that you're terribly afraid of and will never (laughs) ever do Mm -hmm. and it's like okay i don't like spiders don't like heights i'm afraid of water and i cannot stand adult babies right yeah they terrify me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too suspicious of Bill from this one. Uh, perhaps to my own chagrin, but right now I'm okay. I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Just marking the, just tracking, trying mm-hmm. to track, trying mm-hmm. to track here. So did anybody jump out at you in this segment as being molish? Um, I mean, look, it's not good for Brooks. It's like bad for Brooks. Uh, so what happens is right, like so, like everyone gets there. Everyone like mm-hmm. meanders their way through the town. Everyone gets laughed at. There is there are these like kids that laugh at them. There's there's all sorts of uh, shenanigans uh, or shenanigans as we dubbed on Survivor SA this week afoot uh, as they are trying to get to the train station. And everyone gets there, but no one has seen Allie and Brooks. No one has seen Allie and Bribs. 
Uh, and that is because as we cut to commercial, we just like cut to them just like pounding <laughs> shots at a bar. <laughs> yeah, they're not like having a casual drink in Switzerland. <laughs> they're no. like, it's a rager in the middle of the afternoon. They've apparently met some people and they are, yeah, there's like, there are four shots lined up. So is, who's that for? That's for Allie, that's for Bribs. And is that for strangers, Jess? Or is that for like the camera person and the boom person? Like, are I- they about to get fired <laughs> i i think if you're making your camera crew go with you to a bar it's only polite to buy them a shot yeah i think that's right uh it's i hope money right so. i well, i hope that production agreed uh <laughs> i hope that like they're like follow your instincts if you, if you <laughs> see like a cool story opportunity go with it uh and i hope that like you know camera person audio person uh like light field producer uh were like yeah let's take shots this is good this will cause a problem um, this will cause a problem yeah and they're just does. pounding shots and everyone's freaked out rightfully so i have in yeah. my notes ribs and alley are getting drunk lmao with like yes. five o's because that's ridiculous yeah Th- that was not on my radar even a little bit as like where would we cut to to find ribs just getting you know trash <laughs> i can only think Alps. of in the whole ass one, yeah in the whole ass help i can only think of one other reality show where somebody has like paused the action to get drunk and this was amazing race six they had a task where they had to serve beer to people and one of the dudes is on the race with his daughter and he keeps like he keeps sampling the beer that he's supposed to be serving and she's like dad cut it out and he's like throwing him back and I thought you know if I was doing an alcohol task I would definitely feel inspired to consume but I don't know that I would stop in the middle of a task (laughs) on a show to go somewhere else for alcohol Yeah, I don't don't know that you can call wear a funny costume and get to the train station an alcohol task yeah it might make you feel better about what you're doing (laughs) yeah that's that's maybe liquid courage liquid courage i suppose Uh, but now everybody's getting nervous because they all found the train station i guess fairly easily the show makes it look like they struggled a lot but by this point everybody's like it's not that hard to get here it's easy to find everybody here speaks english there's people everywhere you could ask for directions something has to have happened whether like an actual emergency happened or there are some game shenanigans afoot, uh, they don't know. But everybody's concerned. And Lisa's like, why are we not going to look for them? Like, we know where the train station is. Let's go right. find them, maybe. Right. Um, and so Lisa and Bill do go to find them with the directive, regardless of what happens, be back here 15 minutes before this train leaves, no matter what. And so they find them at the bar and proceed to drink with them at the bar. There's two shots to sitting right there. What are you going to do? And now I got to get nervous about Bill. That's the thing. That's the thing. This Mm. is where it's time to start getting a little sus of Bill. Less than half an hour till the train. They were they were pounding shots, Jess. Absolutely. But then when you see Bill, he's like basically drinking Das Boot. Like he's got like a (laughs) (laughs) he's got like a He's got this huge honking glass of beer. He's got like a serious beer. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, well, to the mall, right? I don't know if I've ever ordered beer in that part of the world. It just comes in like large. Yeah, extra large. You don't get small. You get the the quart. 
Yeah, well, I yes. guess it's a leader yeah. because Europe, but <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but he's like pounding a freaking beer, and I was in uh, I was in disbelief over this. This was this was insanity to me. Yeah, uh, the rescue mission got a little sidetracked. <laughs> um, but that's that's nothing compared to what Brebs and Allie do when they return, when they come back, when like Bill and Lisa escort them, and I guess like uh, props to Bill and Lisa for just being like. Yeah, we could just roll in and just like pound a beer and be fine and get back to the train on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, kudos for their drinking acumen. But yeah, Ribs and Alley have a very bad joke to play on the group. Yeah, they show up and the story is delivered by Alley that she and Bribs got offered an exemption and took it. Um, so they're not getting on the train. And then Bill and Lisa found them and they were pissed. Like they weren't even going to show up and tell you, but they found us. So we're here to tell you that we're not getting on the train. People are mad. Like this is mad. They've been standing around being cold for two hours in their ridiculous outfits. Yeah. Uh, Let me, let me tell you what, man, that burned my apple is what (laughs) Al says. (laughs) Is Al Charlie now too? That burned my apple. Yeah. (laughs) All Mole contestants are Charlie until further notice. Uh, he's he that burned my. I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's a new one. Well, that burned my apple. I love that. Gonna, <laughs> gonna pocket that for future. Pretty harmless. Yeah, he's pissed. He's really mad. He's yeah. pissed. He's furious. And I think, I, I think he's got every right to be like these people are very bad joke tellers. The prank yeah. is not well, good. It's this a is bad, bad joke, and it's not even the prank that he's actually. I mean, people are annoyed about the prank once they find out that that's what it is. Um, when when Allie and Bribs very coolly say one, two, three, psych, because it's <laughs> two thousand one. Um, that was not cool in two thousand one. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, so people are not amused about that. But Al is like particularly <laughs> mad. He's like fine if you want to go have a drink at a bar you could do that but like come here first so that we know that you're here and then we could have all still had an hour and a half and maybe all gone and gotten a drink at the bar and then come back but you didn't think about anybody else you just thought about yourself because al is in his 40s and Briggs is like 23 yeah, baby ribs. Yeah. Okay. Well, he yeah, feels he, but he's old got like forty-five-year-old like energy, middle-aged yeah. dad energy. Yeah. yeah. It, it is so. that thing um, where people on TV in previous generations seem like they're way, way older yes. than people now. Yes. Yes. We're all baby faces as it's we like, approach. Uh, <laughs> as we approach our middle years. It's like uh, Al should be older than me. And mm-hmm. technically, like in real life, he is right, correct. But I am much older than Al on this show. Yeah, and he's got his life together in a way that I never will. That's wild to me that I am older now than Al is in this season of TV. Yeah, it makes that me want to want to want to feel pretty pretty great. I feel good about that. That just feels great. Uh, uh, we're doing fine. Everyone's doing fine. I think that this is so so. Um, they are they're mad. There are there are consequences of this, and so I'm 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 not backing off from my official pick yet. 
this is bad for Bribs, who was my episode one mole pick, just because Bribs. Um, but like, then you find Bribs in the hot seat this week. Uh, I guess technically Bribs and Allie, but uh, spoiler for the end of the episode, that's all. There's only one candidate left. Um, they, this is this is very bad. They could have been uh, dragging the clock feels like it would be a little bit obvious but in like the delay of the delivery of the reveal that it's a joke not that like you can like will this into existence Jess but they get them unsettled enough that Darwin does take off part of his costume and it costs them 2000 bucks uh like the combination platter of Bribs and Allie and Darwin and I guess like you can argue if Bill and Lisa were involved in you know manufacturing the joke costs the team $2000 right now yeah, and it's almost like if there is a mole involved in all of this and Darwin is not the mole, there is some like fourth dimensional chess going on here. <laughs> it's kind of amazing how Darwin just got incepted into taking off his costume. Right. Yeah. Uh, so- I love it. If, 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 if one of these people is the mole, it's brilliant. So I think the, like I'm just I'm not off of it yet. I think uh there's a, I mean, this is a good season. I think like they're, they're, the cast is great. It's pretty clear already. And I think like the way that the story structure interacting with the, uh, the show format is really cool because like, I think that throughout the episode, there's like, everybody does a thing that like you could put in the box of like, that's pretty moly. Um, or, or that would be smart to do if you were the mole type of stuff. Um, uh, I think Al, for instance, like Al being like rip roaring mad at ribs and like doing this very public evisceration, I think is would be very clever if you're the mole. Uh, like you've been playing it above board right now. You showed that you were frustrated when you were on the high wire uh, and like you've been like all about the team and now like very publicly admonishing ribs in front of everybody, like saying what everybody else is feeling but secretly being the one who is like going to be the person who like should be on the receiving end of that speech. Uh, like, I think that that's, that, that didn't burn my apple so much as it, uh, it, 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 it <laughs> I can't get it. I don't, I don't know what it is. It, it piqued my curiosity. Uh, so I yeah, thought well, that that was interesting. It's a certain, it's a certain mole tactic to just like throw everybody off their game by being upset and causing drama. That's one way to mole. Yeah. You can mold that way. You can mold that way. Yeah, yeah that's how I mold. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm old. Oh, man. Uh, well, they're going to mold their way to the hotel on time. Uh, the the Schweizerhof Hotel. Yeah, that stands for, um, that in English, that means Swiss house. Nice. Pretty yeah, on that's brand. What it means. Swiss Pretty house hotel. Pretty Swiss on brand. house. Uh, I'm going to uh, say fake hotel then. Fake hotel. They just, they <laughs> they just, just slapped a name yeah, on it in like name old old German font. They did also just have the note of like on the train, Bribs is sitting next to Al as Al is continuing to admonish him because <laughs> the admonishment began at the platform at the station and then they're right. on the train and they're sitting directly next to each other and Al is just not letting it go. In lingerie. In lingerie, yeah. In the pink in, teddy. In the pink teddy. I mean, it's yeah. probably not the first time that two dudes in lingerie have yelled at each other on a train in Switzerland. I want to submit, by the way, lingerie and the pink teddy as a name for something. I feel mm, like that's great burlesque there. act. Yes, lingerie oh, yeah. and the pink teddy. Uh, um, that's pretty good. 
Yeah. So they've made it to the hotel. They've earned twenty thousand uh, dollars, but they get fined two thousand for Darwin taking his ears off. Therefore, meaning he was not wearing his full outfit the whole time. Um, um, is Darwin LVP this episode or in the conversation? Because he's gonna he's gonna cost them money on a couple occasions. Yeah, I mean, not single-handedly, you know, there are obviously other factors at play, but he he is certainly involved in, I think, all the money that they lose this episode. Yeah, yeah. seems like it. Uh, with the exception of, it's not his fault that the three remaining players uh, did not make them $20,000, which Anderson is about to explain to the group. Right. That they could have made $40,000, except these three people who picked out all these outfits for you didn't want to wear diapers. Yeah. No one's thrilled. Yeah. We should have um, all looked ridiculous together. Well, they should have <laughs> taken a poll. Like, would any of you have wanted to wear diapers? Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, they all would have said, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I think Patrick in his Speedo and... <laughs> uh, and Al and his lingerie might both have been like, yeah. that's not any worse than what I'm currently wearing. You know, honestly, I may have preferred it. <laughs> and Heather thinks that her dress is the worst outfit, so maybe she would have preferred. Yeah, this dress that I would wear unironically. I couldn't yeah. get over it. She's like, I thought I had the worst one. And I'm like, it's just a dress. Yeah. Where um, can I buy a fondue apron? A fondue apron. Yeah, Anderson's yeah. favorite part. Yeah, I would like a fondue apron as well. Yeah. But the Be good right news is fondueapron.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh the good news, even though they only made eighteen out of a possible forty thousand dollars, is surprise, they didn't actually burn their stuff. Josh, how do you feel about this? Um I'm I I'm of a couple of minds. One is like I'm 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 happy for them. Uh this was really cruel. Uh I'm thrilled that Meadow Muffin is alive, <laughs> at least as of the this the time. Katie, that I'm this, sorry, I did burn your cow. We just did not to be mean. Anderson yeah. saying, "Katie, I'm sorry, I did burn your cow" was legendary. <laughs> Anderson Cooper knows that this is his final He's season. Such a little mischief maker. He knows it. Well, I think if he didn't know it already, seeing everybody running around Switzerland in like the underwear and all their costumes, he's like. I can't. I can't do this past this season. This will have to be it. Uh, like, How can I top it? It's not. It's not something that I'm going to do with is my life. Is this where my career is? This going? is not where I'm. And I and I respect the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, man, I wish that he had lacked clarity. Yeah, man, come back, the, Anderson. The road not taken for Anderson yeah. Cooper is a very interesting one. Like, good for you. You you were sharp enough to know that. Like, yeah, your your uh, your talents, your presence is required elsewhere. Uh, and shall flourish in other arenas. Yeah, uh, one of the world's you... most prominent journalists. <laughs> yeah, or you know, laughing at people running around in bunny outfits. Yeah, I wish that he was just like a little more uh, afraid to make a move. Uh, like I wish that he, you know, like I wish that he uh, was uh, had lacked the foresight, had lacked the courage to leap, because then we would have uh, mole would still be here. Yes, yeah, season forty of the mole. I think it's likely. I think it's likely if Anderson stays. I think that we 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 get it. Uh, but him saying like, I'm, "I'm sorry, I burned your cow." Like he just like he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> nope, he doesn't care anymore at all. Nope, no. Um. So do I like it? No. Uh. Like I I think uh if you believe in committing to a bit, 
I believe in committing to a bit. And I think a version of committing to a bit at the very least would have been to like stretch this out for a while. Yeah. You know, if you're like, if you're not going to have burned the bags and like reveal that like closer to the end. But one of the things that I think that they lose in this, and if they regain it, then my God, like they're going to find a way to really regain it is like some measure of stakes are removed by sure. we were going to burn your important stuff, but we we didn't actually do it. So like now, like uh, I guess like the counter argument to that uh, would be like, well, now you think we're not a- actually ever going to do anything really mean to you, and like mm-hmm. now, like the 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 way is open for them to really knock the wind out of their sails. But um, I feel like it sets a tone. Like they set a tone, and then they like completely took the tone off the table one episode later let it let it lie for a little while i think at the at the very least if you're not gonna go all the way and burn the stuff which i think ultimately probably for the best that they didn't actually burn the stuff irreplaceable lifelong important possessions yeah yeah and i mean if they're worried about hygiene being a thing like give them all uniforms like give them matching t-shirts and shorts and make them look like they're a summer camp (laughs) yeah Yeah. make them look like a summer camp on a field trip (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I think that'd be good. Um, yeah, I'm glad that everything's fine, but I, I did think, uh, did think it was a little soon. It was a little soon. Yeah. So Katie's got Meadow Muffin. Heather's got her Bible she's had since she was 13 years old. Al's got his picture of his wife and his daughters, uh, and like gets teary eyed just thinking about them. Something might have um, happened to that picture, and then what would have what would have yeah, what would he have done? In the in the spirit of clocking things, as far as like any potential owls, the mole isms, there seems to be some sort of like fourth wall breakage that happens here that the camera person uh, receives the photograph from Al. That Al is like literally speaking directly to camera. He hands like the photo. You see the camera person or the producer's hand take the photo. So it's like from the perspective of the show, I clocked that as a possible thing to be tracking as it comes to Al any other sort of like fourth wall breaking moments, I'm going to be uh, suspicious of that. Spoiler alert, Al doesn't actually have a family. <laughs> <laughs> totally Spoiler fabricated. Al, spon- Al was spontaneously produced on Earth. Uh, <laughs> He's grown in a lab. Yeah, uh, One day out in a field, Al appeared. Uh, fully formed. <laughs> he wears out of sea foam. Wearing exactly what he wore in the first portion of this episode of <laughs> season two of The Mole. <laughs> I, I gotta go Photoshop a thing. I'll be back. Oh my goodness. Oh my God, Jess, you did such a great job. That looks amazing. That looks amazing. Great work. Uh, all right. So we're in the hotel. We're in the Schweizerhof Hotel. Mm-hmm. Bill and Bribs are rooming together. They're oh, having so a great happy. time. Bill says, I like Bribs. Bribs knows that this should be fun. Bribs understands this. He gets this. Yeah, because now they're drinking buddies. We're drinking buddies. This is the mole. You don't take it too seriously. Bribs uh, knows. Myra sees a drinking fountain in her bathroom. It is definitely not a drinking fountain. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> it's a it's a bidet. Yeah, what is that? Uh, I'm kidding. I know, I know what a bidet is. I know what a bidet Listeners, is. Listeners, I suggest you look up what a bidet is and yeah. don't put your mouth on it. Yeah, Mira believes that this apparatus is a water fountain. <gasps> There's a drinking fountain yeah. in here. Um, that is 
a beautiful thing to include in the edit. I think that's the commercial break. I think that's where the commercial, this is the cliffhanger. Did she drink out of the bidet? The world may never know. And we don't know, but when it's revealed at the end of the season that she was the mole, we'll go back, we'll flash back to this moment uh, as she is uh, drinking a a goblet of water uh, retrieved from the quote-unquote drinking fountain. I mean, in fairness, the first time I stayed in a hotel room with a bidet, I had to be warned off of drying my hands on the butt towels. So, mm-hmm. the yeah. butt towels. Yeah. Beware the butt towels. Yep. Uh, so, from that delightful moment of the drinking fountain in the bathroom, beware the butt uh, towels was really playing for out of context RHAP. <laughs> I, well, you know they've never quoted me, and I observed that, this week. and I saw them observe that. They're looking for you. They're yeah, I, I'm just trying to give them something to play. Yeah, with. we're trying there to bait. Them. We got to bait them. Now, yeah. who's breaking the fourth wall? Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, was the there mole. was yeah. there ever a fourth wall? Which one no. of us is secretly the RHAP out of context account? <laughs> None of us. None of us. Um, we are on to our next challenge. $20,000 has been taken from the pot for gambling purposes. Uh, Anderson <laughs> comes out responsible. in his- yeah, you know, he's not going to give you prize money to gamble with. You're gonna, he's going to use the money you've already won. Yeah. And you can either do worse and lose that money or you can double it. Um, but there is no breaking even here. And we need four players. A gambler, which will be Darwin. A person with a cool head. They choose Lisa, I guess, because she's an attorney. A person who's good with numbers. Rob, who can't do algebra, <laughs> is going to be our numbers person. They should have picked Rob as the one with the cool head, because he literally has, he has like his very hair, cool hair so yeah. cool. Yeah, yes. Um, somebody on Twitter asked us if if Rob is Cloud Strife from Final oh, Fantasy well, VII yeah, because has, of the hair. He has Final He's Fantasy hair. He's spiky-headed kid. He's got Final Fantasy hair, for sure. Yeah. I think that may be where the similarities begin and end. I think uh, so, too. But he's got that hair. Maybe he thinks that he was part of some uh, great organization that he wasn't actually part of. Is also possible. <laughs> um, um, and we have one selfish brat, which is Katie. I don't, I don't really, like that. And these job titles really had nothing, again, nothing to do with what they're doing. They're all doing the same thing, which is they're playing blackjack in the casino. This is another thing that you talked about last year, Jess. I was having mm-hmm. these like flashbacks. Like this stuff is not going to matter anymore. They're just like not they're just going to start making stuff up. Yep. They're going to be like, here's someone that smells really bad and let's pick someone else who who looks pretty and green. And I'm going to need someone... you to pick somebody whose name uh, who looks like their name should be Ralph. Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> Just like random stuff. Like, uh, Bribs, you look like you could be a Ralph. And he just like nods his head solemnly and says, Bribs. <laughs> so, so now he's, he's, so now he's a Mel Damon. Yeah, no, he's a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, he's a Pokemon. Of uh, course. Yeah. Um, so they all get dressed up for their fancy evening. So you have to look fancy if you're going to go to a casino. As we know, because everybody who goes to the Wario Casino in the Post Show Recaps patron Discord is, uh, it's part of the rules. You got to wear a suit. Uh, this is, I, I believe it's unwritten, unwritten rule. Uh, uh, okay. No wonder I keep losing money. Yeah, no chancing unless you're dressed <laughs> up in your in your James Bond finest. It's the last time need. I chance in my pajamas. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But it goes about as well as it typically goes at the Wario Casino for these <laughs> folks. 
Uh, you get like, like uh, wow, you win. tax. Uh, there's like an equalizer in here at one point. Like it is that thing where like now you're on top of the casino and then like rapidly you lose it all uh, is, is what goes down here. Yeah. Um, so they need to double their money to win and they have an hour to do it. And they get up to uh, $34,500, which is, is good. That's pretty so close. close. They're so close. Um, and then Katie splits her threes, and I don't know what that means, but she busts a couple of times, which is okay. bad. Do you want me to explain this? Yeah. So the way blackjack works is the dealer gives you a card, and then the dealer has a card. And mm-hmm. then you can say, oh, another card, and the dealer will give you another card, or hit. And then mm-hmm. the dealer takes another card, and the dealer decides what they're going to do. And then you can, at some point, if you have two cards, you can say, okay, I'm playing twice. And you put one here and you put one here and then you continue to be hit. And that's what splitting your threes means. I, all, I, 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 everything I've learned about blackjack basically comes from one listener who wrote us a nice email about this. Um, <laughs> so I could just go ahead and read the email now. We're, yeah. we're going to have a se- segment for feedback, but um, uh, professional gambler Scott C wrote in and said he has some quick thoughts on blackjack game. And he says, likely the best way to double your money in a game like this, short of card counting, which nobody was going to pick up in a few minutes, is to max bet on the very first hand. The reason is that the house vanish compounds as the game goes on. So the more bets you make, the more likely your bankroll will be dwindled down. In this case, the dealer busted on the first hand and they would have won the game, which would have been the shortest segment ever. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, splitting threes versus seven is the correct strategy, but Katie should have resplit her threes the second time. And then, yeah. 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 I, I, she should have known this stuff, though, right? Like she says, like she like I grew up in the casinos. I'd love to know Some, more. About somebody that. says that about yeah. her, yeah, yeah, that she spent a lot of time in casinos. She's only twenty five, I think. Yeah. She could have spent seven years at most in a casino, and that's in some states, probably only four. Yeah, it's like South Dakota. Well, that is uh, <laughs> legally yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. With uh, falsified information, I don't know the kind of thing that perhaps a mole would. Oh. Mm. This was a clue. Uh, I don't yeah. think it was actually a clue. Uh, so Katie has some bad luck with her split yeah. threes, um, trying to trying to earn the big bucks with her expert moves and failing. Uh, and the bad luck spreads, Anderson says, until only Rob is left. Um, and so then eventually they lose and the game is over. Well, Ali is to double or nothing for no reason. Yeah, Ali is suspicious of Rob yeah. for rushing well, the end of the game. She's like, we had half an hour left. Hey, our he pal Scott said he did the right thing. Mm. Said it was a good last ditch decision, but he was supposed to hit his 16 versus a 7 and it's not close. So he was supposed would... to ask for another card and he didn't. Yeah, I don't know, but he did he have to bet all 4000? I mean, he didn't have to. Nobody has to but do you anything have, in this but life, you want to get your uh you want to get your pot back up otherwise you're just going to get bled dry $1000 at a time. Yeah. I and guess. at that point, it's like he has to do something amazing, or they're going to lose anyway. And yeah, just sure. sit there and lose all, all in. Fair enough. Fair go enough. Go big or go home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're and right. They went home. They went home. They went home. They could have gone uh, big. They, yeah. You know. <laughs> I think they went big and went home. Yeah. Um, and we see a little bit of a bonding moment between Katie and Dorothy. Their friends were at the dinner table. They're talking about how they have similar senses of humor and they're going to hang out outside of the game. But yeah, Katie K- might think Dorothy is the mole, but maybe not. But maybe she does. 
Katie says, I want to hang out with Dorothy. We're going to hang out. I have a lot of things I want to talk to you about outside of this game. Uh, I want to know. I want to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Like, what do you, what is it you want to discuss? So these are Meadow Muffin's friends. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go ahead. And I want to show you my room. This is, this is the Muffin's family. Huh? These, these are, are all the dolls. These yeah. are the outfits we put on Meadow Muffin. Yeah. Yeah. So you know Meadow. Have you met Plains? Have you met uh, <laughs> Valley? Yeah, have you met Mountain Muffin? Mountain uh. Muffin, <laughs> uh, the champion Mountain Muffin. Yeah. Um, and little do they know, little do the players know, as dessert is beginning, that a game is coming from the kitchen. Thank you so much, Anderson. Uh, thank you so much, Anderson, for just turn like morphing the segments. You know, turning uh, what has been a long-standing staple here on the Mole Patrol of monitoring the food behavior uh, of the of this television show, and turning that into a challenge. Where yeah, there's like a Swiss cake that looks oh. Delicious. Looks it so look really good. good. Real good. Got the whipped cream. Looks like a soft, spongy cake. And each one's got just a tiny little blubbery on it. This is a little blubbery. It's like hanging out there on the top of each except for one. Mark the blueberry. It's the blueberry game, Zed. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, the the iconic, the challenging, the the eventful, the you know, the adrenaline rush that is <laughs> The blueberry game. Didn't you guys grow up playing the blueberry game every Never. Thanksgiving? Never. Is this a thing? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Is it like the reverse king cake? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> reverse king cake. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so strangely, so strange that the last piece that's left is the piece that's missing the blueberry. Correct. Something very important happens before this. So Dorothy's going to pick the last piece of cake. There's no blueberry on it. That means that Dorothy has been chosen for what happens next. But we mm-hmm. do get this moment at the dinner table as everybody is drinking wine. Um, there's some red. There's some white. Mira has a glass of red white uh, of red wine, rather. Uh, and she uh, I, I have a screenshot that I sent to Jess and Zed earlier this evening. I also sent this to Antonio Mazzaro earlier this <laughs> evening uh, in, in which uh, Mira is uh, lunging the red wine forward and screaming. And, and, and thank you, Nestor Netflix, for taking the mole and putting it on uh, Netflix so that we have the ability to watch with closed captioning. Because if you put the closed captioning on, this is not a bit. Dragon fruit. Mira is saying, well, God bless Charlie. (laughs) Why are they toasting him? And all are exclaiming. Yes, it says, Mira, well, God bless Charlie. And then underneath, all exclaiming in brackets. You try and tell me that this season is not Undercover Charlie. Just try. Just try. All signs are pointing to Undercover Charlie. Mira is Bernadette in disguise. This is happening. This is real. Do not gaslight me. This is Undercover Charlie. They actually made this season. (laughs) They filmed this season in quarantine and they're just releasing it as season two on Netflix with the, the video production quality of a 20-year-old television show. Time Jess in a flat is, circle. 
Jess, is it possible that somebody who is responsible for the closed captioning on the mole season two is a mole patrol fan and also has some ADR uh, responsibilities <laughs> and uh, uh, managed to like shoehorn in the dialogue? Well, God bless Charlie specifically shouting out the mole patrol podcast. Are you implying that this is a deep fake? Yes. <laughs> I'm stating it outright. I'll buy it. It's either a deep fake or this season Charlie has uh, Gene spliced himself. He has a clone. He is both Patrick and Bill and maybe <laughs> Al as well. Uh, Charlie and, is a Terminator. And actually. Mira is Bernadette. Oh gosh. Uh, so Charlie my, is, the, is the T-1000. My grand unifying theory is starting to come together. This, this, I was, I take really thorough notes when I'm watching the mole. It's like I have to pause it a thousand times as I'm watching. Yeah, and this happened. And, I, and, I, and it happened. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless Charlie is what she says. I've got the receipts. I am looking at it right yeah. now. Yep, it happened. It did. It's wild. <laughs> It's great. Oh my god, this show's so great. I'm so glad we're back. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we're That's here. It. We're That's back. It. That's Charlie it. God is bless with Charlie. Us. God, god bless, bless Charlie. Charlie. Oh, god bless Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, if, if we ever, if we ever in this life meet when? in a bar and we when? have a soda, yes. we're gonna. This yes. is gonna be our toast. Um. Yeah. When like uh gatherings are like really a thing again. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'm ever going to a bar again. I'm sorry. It, when it whenever that happens, if ever it happens, uh, we are all together. God bless Charlie. Toasts happening, and it will be legendary and fantastic. Mm -hmm. be unbelievably terrific. I can't wait. I look forward oh God, to that day. Yes. yes same. same. Big same. Charlie Coalition. <laughs> what, what if we are Charlie? We may be Charlie. Oh gosh, Charlie is Legion. I'm, Charlie I is all of us. could buy the theory that I'm slowly becoming Charlie. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Charlies. Oh my goodness. The I'm amount Charlie, of time I, quant I quantum leaped into multiple people. <laughs> Oh, the amount of time and space that this misogynist old white man mm -hmm. who is not on yes. this season of this show is taking up on this podcast is really astounding. Anymore, it should be noted. <laughs> Josh, it's true. <laughs> okay, I don't believe Gil is dead, except he sucks. It's true. <laughs> oh man. Okay, we're off the rails. Apologies uh, to Charlie's next of kin. And everybody who happens to be Charlie because he is everywhere in all of us now. We are, yeah, we are Charlie. All exclaiming um, in response to that poor taste joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the truth. Um, I said well, anyway, Charlie Dor Dorothy got the cake without the blueberry. Yes. Yeah. yes. Darwin and Lisa have a coalition which they talk about that gets spliced in yes. here. Yes. Um, they're trying to influence the players and get them to think that somebody random is the mole that they don't suspect. Yeah. So getting people off the scent of their suspects. Smart. Um, Very clever. Very clever. Except and it's dragging yeah. your coalition partner uh, may, less, yeah, less you know that I guess that's worth like talking through is like is mm -hmm. was there some strategic uh value to what they did? I don't yeah. know. I do like that they bring up, you know, 
this aspect of how you can use a coalition to get other people eliminated because it can seem a little nebulous in a game where you don't actively vote people out um, to form alliances in some way uh, to try and get people eliminated when you can't do that directly. Um, so I thought it was useful that they did talk about their strategy uh, in that regard, because I don't think they do that at all in the previous season. Yeah. Well, it was so new. They barely knew what they barely knew how people would work together mm-hmm. on these shows anyway. Like they say the word coalition a couple of times, but it's not like <laughs> relentless. Yeah. Um, and Al doesn't have a coalition yet. No coalitions. No. Or, uh... He doesn't trust anybody as much as he trusts himself. Yeah. Um, so the players go back to their hotel rooms and they are supposed to stay. They're sequestered. They're supposed to stay there and not leave. We've seen this. production comes to get them. Don't break. Don't break lockdown. Nope. Don't do it. Yeah. It's bad. Bad things happen. Bad things happen uh, in real don't life. Let your friends peer pressure you into leaving when you're yeah. not supposed to leave. It's bad. And it's bad in real life. And it has been historically bad on the mole, if I'm not mistaken. That in season one, there was some uh, some consequences of breaking this rule. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's in place. And I like that they, uh, uh, you know, uh, canonically turned this into, like, an actual, uh, you know, exemption competition, effectively. Right. So, because Dorothy took the last piece of cake, and because the last piece of cake happened to be the piece without a blueberry. And yeah, that's an important uh, qualifier that Anderson really wants to drive home. It's like, it's not that she got the last piece of cake. Right. She got the piece without the blueberry. Yeah. He's really concerned. Uh, is this like some kind of game show compliance thing? Maybe. It also could be the branding, Jess. It's like, well, we called it the blueberry game. We have to really like stress. Mm, it's, it's not, not the last piece of cake. Though, right. Yeah, that just doesn't roll off the tongue. It could have been the first piece of cake. Yeah. What if but somebody it, doesn't like blueberries? They're just yeah. like, yeah, give me that piece that doesn't have the blueberry. How would you rebrand that? I think like, like last slice challenge could be good. Yeah. Final slice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so because and because Lisa is Dorothy's roommate, she also can have an exemption. The game is just like ready to throw him out left and right, like make things more difficult for other people. Uh, make things more difficult for Dorothy and Lisa, who now have to bank on their social relationships and use some of their social capital to destroy their friendships so that yeah. they could stay in the game. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, this is tough. It's like, who's the person here that trusts me the most? And now I'm going to have to screw them over. Yeah, it's it's kind of ingenious that way. And like. That is the choice that they both make, right? Like Lisa calls Darwin, her coalition partner, um, and pretends to be the front desk. And then they have a miscommunication where Darwin thinks he's actually supposed to go to the front desk. Um, And Dorothy calls Katie because, as we have established, they get along really well. They're going to be friends outside in real life, except maybe not after today. Um. Dorothy asks her, asks Katie to bring her personal pack. And Katie's like, well, am I supposed to? Dorothy says, yes, <laughs> which is a flat out lie. Yeah, um, I love that, though. Well, like, technically, yeah. she is supposed to is part of her task. Right. <laughs> yes. Am I supposed to? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a philosophical question, right? Yeah, for me, am I supposed to uh, leave the room? 
Yes, you are supposed to break the rules. Yes, destiny dictates that, yes, you are supposed to leave the room. Whatever happened, happened, Josh. Yes, Mm -hmm. and come to mine so that I may be exempt. Uh, Consequences of our friendship be damned. Um, Right. Yeah. It's very mythical. But I I don't know how this worked, though, because I feel like if you are on a TV show and you are sequestered in a hotel room, the front desk has been explicitly instructed not to call you with trifling matters. Yes. Front desk, like, who's going to call you? Your family? Your family's not supposed to talk to you. You're on a TV show. I love Lisa's impression of the front desk. (laughs) Yeah. It's just herself. Because front desk for Darwin. Like, she, like, kind of, like, tries to, like, fake a voice that feels like Darwin Connor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Patrick's like, yeah, he already came down. He's on his way. Patrick's still loosey-goosey. I love it. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, it's, like, sort of after because Patrick answers the phone and she's like, Darwin? <laughs> uh, yeah, Patrick is gonna have a line later when he's, like, getting told the story and, like, uh, when Darwin tells him what happens that, like, Katie stormed out of the room and he's like, Katie stormed out of the room? Whoa! Rockin' A! Uh, <laughs> So good. So, so good. Oh, he's such the cool dad. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Darwin eventually, after his detour to the actual front desk, um, comes to the room and Grant and Anderson greets him at the door and explains to him and Katie that they broke the rules. Or he says, like, you know, you're supposed to stay in your room. And if you leave your room, you've broken the rules. This yeah. is not your room that I'm talking to you in right now. Um, and so the group is going to be fined a thousand dollars for each of them. So two thousand dollars from the pot on top of the twenty thousand dollars they lost in the gambling game on top of the two thousand dollars Darwin cost them by taking off his ears. It's uh, not a good week for Darwin. This is a great uh, uh, it's like a, a, a great example of the of the myriad ways, Jess, in which we as human beings can be angry uh, because like. Mm-hmm. Because like Katie explodes, she has to leave. That's she's, crap. She's so upset. That's crap. That's crap. And you you called me because you knew I'd come running because you knew I'm the most gullible person, the most naive person in the group, right? That's crap. She leaves. She's crying. She's upset. Anderson has to come and get her. Like Katie, come back. Like it's like she's like I'm, she's rip shit. She's yeah. so upset. Yeah. Metal Muffin and I are done. Done. Yeah. She's done. in her room in bed. Lights off. Like over it. Dorothy, now you'll never know what I wanted to talk to you about outside of this game. <laughs> you'll never know, Dorothy, the things I was going to say. You'll never meet Mountain Muffin. You'll never you would have loved Muffin. Mountain Muffin. So this is like, so there's that, and then there's Darwin, and Darwin is just like, you're terrible. You know what you've done here, and I just want to like completely brick by brick remove like the like the steps that were involved in in uh, like you chose us. Right, you selected a, like, the way in which. Oh, you and you're getting like, an exemption. Yeah, oh, and so you do. Yeah, so ex- both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the brim the brimming with like quiet controlled fury. He, he's not the, mad. He's just disappointed. Oh, he's definitely upset. And like, <laughs> but like he's he's like he's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, great, cool. Uh, I just I'm done well, here. I, yeah. I I just like I love the duality of rage that's on display here. It's just fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and now Darwin's suspicious that Dorothy jumped at the last piece of cake. Yeah. You were awfully excited about that cake. Darwin is really uh, trying to serve up that last piece of cake as very moldy behavior. And like, Anderson's like well, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, it was pretty good cake. It was, it was, it was great cake. 
but it was the piece without but it was the the, but i do just for point of clarification there's <laughs> the piece of the blueberry and then like the next day when everyone is in uh the lobby he's like gonna stress that again just want to be clear uh it was about the blueberry <laughs> <laughs> yes if, because if we're Dorothy- gonna- if we're, gonna leave this, if, we're gonna, if we're gonna leave this moment with a hashtag, let it be Blueberry Gate. Uh, <laughs> not last slice gate. Not last slice gate. No. Very important. We uh we've like bought the hashtag. It's a sponsored deal. No, this is uh, different. Yeah. This was pre-hashtag. Yeah, no. In the better time. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um this is back when it was just a number sign. Um back when it was just us. <laughs> Yeah, Katie says, you know, she picked me because I'm so like nice and naive and she knew I would come. But what she doesn't know is that I hold a grudge for a long time. Uh, And Lisa regrets choosing Darwin um, because she doesn't want Dorothy to suspect their coalition. Now it's day six and the players find out about the blueberry game, (laughs) the blueberry game, the fine and the exemptions. Uh, And they're asking for details. And Darwin says, well, the people at fault can explain. And Rob says, well, you're at fault because you left your room. You broke the rules. Uh, And so this is sort of like the fundamental philosophical debate of whose fault is it? Is it the people that lured them out or the people who made the choice to leave? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I do. I do like Rob. uh, I love Darwin being like, uh, let's uh, let's uh, let the person who's responsible explain this. And Rob's like, well, actually, that's that's you. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you left the room. You weren't supposed to do that. And Darwin's like, hmm. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I, uh, I find it interesting. This is the first time in U.S. mole history. And I know we've got the people that have seen all 93 international seasons of the mole that can come and tell me that this has happened in other seasons. But this is the first time we have we end up leaving the episode with less money than we started with. Yeah. Yeah, it so doesn't happen often enough. Yeah, they're they're down. It's a down week here yeah. for the mall. It's not it's great. Tough. Um, so it's day six, uh, and nothing is going to happen today except they're going to have dinner tonight, and they're going to take the quiz. And people are stressed. They're stressed out about the quiz. Um, Alavia is not sure, uh, but Rob feels confident that he'll be sticking around. And then, uh, well, now that I said that, I'll probably go home. <laughs> yeah, yep. not great. Not great. Um, but we get to the quiz. Myra is green. Heather is green. Katie is green. Al is green. I know the boot order, and I still was like waiting to write out the results yeah. as the names were coming up. Uh, Patrick is green, and then Allie is red. Allie is not the mole. Allie, with her exemption lie and her bar detour on the way to the train, is not the mole. Sure. And that's fine. I mean, she seemed totally sweet and wonderful and nice and great. And she's like, I wouldn't have done the joke if I could go back and do it again. But, eh, you know, we're still early enough that, like, I have no real skin in the game with Allie. So, um, but I'll tell you, with this, Mira's up first. I'm like, no. <laughs> Heather's up, and I'm like, I need to see more from Heather. Mm-hmm. Like, Heather seems like there's a lot still to happen here. Katie comes up, and I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, it could be Katie. And I'm like freaking out. <laughs> and then it's not. And then Al comes out. I'm like, I'm not ready for Al to go yet either. You know, I want more from Al. 
Then Patrick comes up. No, not Patrick. (laughs) Not yet. And then he's safe. And then Allie comes up. I'm like, oh, well, this would be fine. Red. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. But, you know, Allie's life is fine. I don't know if um, I don't know if you guys looked this up at all. I I did because I'm creepy like that. Yeah. Allie is the only member of this cast that has a blue check. Um, interesting. Out, oh. Yeah, she is uh, a news reporter for WPVI in Philadelphia. Nice. She, she's doing great. She's got fifteen thousand followers. Tay Diggs follows her. her. Um, yeah, Tay Diggs loves following people. I know. Huh? Yeah. She was a nurse in Chicago twenty years ago. That's great. Yeah, career change. Hell yeah, she's doing great. Um, really, I think kind of relayed her TV exposure into a into a career in the public eye and she's never looked back. I think the thing that bummed me out the most because like I didn't feel connected to her as like a TV character at all was like they really did like make you feel awful about it um, when uh, like everyone's like explaining like she was a fan. She was really into the game. Like she was like really smart. Like she was really excited to do all the challenges. And, like I think like the contrast on that, like it felt like this was like a mole fan got taken out here. Mm, uh, one of our own. Yeah. So like it was like this after the fact thing where I was like, ah, oh, that that's a bummer. But like She's it's like, not gonna happen to people here. She could have been the Rob Sestrinino of the mole. <laughs> you never know. She was the Rob Sestrinino season eight of the mole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. Rob did a little bit better. A little. Smidge. Um, so Allie is gone. Allie is gone. Um, she's out. <laughs> so I have her crossed out. I'm, I'm sticking with Bribs for now, uh, but there are people who are moving the needle for me. Um, I think that uh, the, the the Peanuts scandal with Katie, I'm watching that. I think Katie is like an interesting uh, suspect and somebody who could be like a very fascinating mole. Um, so I, I have her on on the list. Um, I think that there uh, some of Al's behavior would have been really, really clever if he's a mole. So I've got my eye on him. Um, I think Lisa seems like... Uh, like a fairly shrewd player who's either like a very shrewd player or somebody who would be like a stone cold mole. Um, those are like three people that I think popped for me this week as far as mole behavior. Uh, I guess Dorothy's in the hub of some action this week as well. Um, but I'm, 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 I haven't seen enough with Dorothy yet to like be overly suspicious of her, but she would uh, come close to pinging on the radar, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At this point, could be any of them. Um, and the thing that I, as I'm just like going through the cast list right now, and I'm like running down who is still here. I feel like, with few exceptions, like I, I feel like I, I know these people, or I'm starting to. Like I can, I can visualize them. I can put name to face. Oddly, the one who is like the furthest from my mind's eye is is Rob. Is the one who I have to like connect. Uh, and Bribs, actually, like it takes me a minute to visualize which one is Bribs. <laughs> and I can visualize Rob, but like it takes me a second to like think about anything about his personality. Um, so those are like for me, like sort of like the purple contestants if that uh, or the pink teddy. I don't know uh, how we want to <laughs> do the purple uh, edit. Um, anyway, just giving you my uh, my the running diary, giving you my running diary of what I'm thinking of these uh, of the of the mole squad. 
as we continue the patrol. These are valuable insights, Josh, and I'm I'm excited to hear your your impressions evolve over time. Yes, as in like so that they're not all Charlie impressions. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, I'm waiting for somebody to say something that's that you don't immediately transform into Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, I think yeah. that I, I would like that as well. All right. Anything else on episode two before we get into games? I don't think so. All right. All right. Jess Lee, it's time to do the game. It's time for the games. All right. So this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. I, I Initially, as we were writing the questions, I was trying to peg them to things that happen in each episode. And that's really not going to work because we can't get too weird. Um, weirdly enough, like, Mole season two is kind of apex mountain of weirdness, but <laughs> the the weird that we came up with in our game this year is very different kind of weird. And there's two different weird energies. So instead, I'm just kind of going, I'm going off subject here. And this week we're celebrating Canada Ooh. because Canada Day is on Thursday. And so we're going to be talking about three Canadian TV shows. I'm going to give you for each one of these, I'm going to give you four plot lines or episode descriptions that happened on these shows and one of them is fake and three of them are real and you're going to tell me which one is fake. okay great let's do this yeah and per your request josh i've given you a little bit more background information um and i'm happy to give you a synopsis of any of these shows in fact okay. that's probably that's probably a useful exercise because we're going to start with one. This is just a sentimental favorite of mine. And um, season five of this show just dropped on Netflix. It is a Canadian sitcom called Working Moms. Okay. Wow. What is Working Moms? You thought I was going to go to Kim's Convenience. I did and, because I know it just got there. I know. And I can't do it because I think it I've was. I've watched half of it. it. Yeah. And it doesn't get weird enough. It's just no spoilers. Okay. I'm only just in the nice. first season. It's just a nice. It's just nice. Just on nice. the first season. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having mixed feelings about Kim's Convenience right now because it, I found out they didn't treat the cast very well in season I heard five. that too. That's yeah. the way that it ended, yeah. 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 And there was only one person of color in the writing room. It's, it's a problem. Oh, yeah. Really? That's not great. Yeah. So anyway, Working Moms, I highly recommend this show because it is bonkers. Um, and it started out as sort of a too real look at what it's like um, when you have a baby and you're trying to go back to the workforce. And then it just sort of it evolved from there. Um, and so this, this show has run from 2017 to the present. And I'm going to be giving you two plot lines from season two and two plot lines from season four. And one of these, again, is fake. Okay. So here we go. All right. In season two, real estate fr agent Frankie is tasked with selling a home after the owners have allegedly moved abroad. When her toddler is kicked out of swimming lessons for biting, Frankie begins taking her kid for swims in her client's lap pool. But when the other moms discover that she has access to a private pool, they insist on joining in. And then the owners show up. Mm. So season two, again, in order to extend an olive branch to her ex-husband, a hypnotherapist, Anne books an appointment with him only to discover that during the session, he's attempting to plant subliminal messages to mess with her sex life. Oh, oh no. Well, I hope that's fake. All right. Well, probably we'll real. <laughs> we'll see. Season season four, PR executive Kate is shocked when high schoolers break into her office and throw a party with the THC-laced beer that's the subject of her latest ad campaign. She's even more shocked when a masked partygoer in the video footage turns out to be her very much not-a-teenager colleague, 
who's apparently plied the miners with weed beer in an attempt to sabotage the campaign. Oh, no. It feels like a uh, a normal wild sitcom plot line, though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I could see that on a TV show. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think I tried to make my fake one very sitcom-y. I think they're all very sitcom Okay. Okay. In season four, after receiving a big promotion at work, Jenny creates a new position with the meaningless title of business boy and <laughs> hires her unemployed ex so that he can draw a salary. When he starts making himself actually useful, not to mention well-liked, by fixing things around the office, she's furious. I want to believe, Zed, that Business Boy is fake so that we can just, like, give the credit to Jess for coming up with Business Boy. Business Boy. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. Yeah. I think that's where I would lean. I want to give the credit to Jess for coming up with Business Boy. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to go with that one? We're going to go with Business Boy. Okay. Sadly, Business Ugh. Boy is very much a real, a real plot line on that. I show. mean, that's also great. It's kind of a win-win. It, it, it is sort it really of a win-win. Is. I really now, wanted you to get the the gold star on it, but uh, well, now you can go and watch the episode because like Jenny is one of the best sitcom villains of all time. Like she's just she starts out kind of sympathetic, like oh, she's going back to work and she wants to be at work and she. And it's like she's she's made to feel like she's wrong for wanting that. And then it turns out she's just kind of a sociopath. And it evolves over time until she's hiring her ex with the meaningless title of business boy. Incredible. Yeah. All right. So what's the the actual fake? The fake one is the most boring one, actually. It is the lap pool one. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. But the rest of them, like, it's a great show. Um, And I I suppose I could have gone with a more well-known Canadian program. but you got to play your favorites. I yeah. got to play my favorites I and I got to give a shout out to Work and Mons because it's a I great show. Awesome. Cool. And then the, these next two are a little more well known. Um, so we're going to go next to uh, a program that has aired on CTV from 2013 to the present. And that is The Amazing Race Canada. Hey, OK. Hey. All right. So we're still still drawn from the reality TV <laughs> sphere. Yeah, there's a mix of reality and scripted in um Throughout the season, you will find this. Got um, it. Okay. All right. So here's your first Amazing Race Canada plot line. And I trust I don't need to explain to you the mechanics of Amazing Race I understand Canada. what the Amazing Race is. I you assume, understand how this game is played. I assume uh, that the Amazing Race Canada is at least mostly structurally the same. Yeah, it is. Pretty much entirely. And none of these rely on you needing to know anything that's different. Okay. Zed, do you need to know anything about the Amazing Race? No, I'm good. Yeah, Zed, right, I feel like no. you would be awesome on the Amazing Race. Yeah, you really would. Yeah, I would love to do the Amazing. Yeah, race. I think you'd be dope on the Amazing Race. It'd be so fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love yeah, to I go would, on the. Uh, I would be. I would like to get in the habit of discouraging my friends from reality television, mm. but uh, like I feel like Amazing Race feels like relatively safe, uh, at least as far as like your your mental and emotional energy. I don't uh, know very many people who have come out of the amazing race less mentally healthy than they were when they went in. Right. Yeah. So like as far <laughs> the as the low bar goes, ringing endorsement for reality right, television as competition as, programs. As far yeah. as these things go is what yeah. it is. How yeah. It for reality that. television, that is exemplary. That's, that's yeah. really good. I understand. It's yeah. <laughs> great. Yep. Yeah. All right. So here we go with Amazing Race Canada. Season two. In Tofino, British Columbia, contestants are tasked with assembling a beach chair out of driftwood and netting. 
Though this took most racers about 20 minutes, one contestant quits the task almost on sight, opting to take a four-hour penalty. His team should have been eliminated, especially since they'd also quit the task immediately before this one. But another contestant dislocated his shoulder on the race course, which granted them a reprieve. So they would have, like, by, by uh, like, rule of law, they would have been removed. Yes. Not, got it. Okay. But the medevac saved them. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Season three, the city of Sudbury, Ontario, paid the show $55,000 to film a leg in their city, the nickel capital of Canada, in which contestants learned CPR at a local university, mined for nickel at a local mine, and visited a monument shaped like a giant nickel. Finally, paddled canoes across a local lake to be greeted at the mat by Sudbury's favorite son, Alex Trebek. If we do just end up in this place, though, where like it's like it's actually Sudbury, Ontario, isn't a place. Uh, there's Sun Sunbury, <laughs> Ontario, is a place. I'm going to get very annoyed. I just want that to be clear All that if that the- is like the direction that we end up going here. I'm going to rage quit the game. Josh, uh, all of the things that I. All of the factual information that exists outside of my fake plot point. Great. It is all like actual things that are Good. true. Cool. So you could fact check any of these Great. facts about Sudbury, Ontario. I promise. Good. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank so, you. I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> okay. And same thing, like when I talk about plots and I name characters. The characters are real. Yeah, if they're regular characters on a given show, they are real. Unless, like, the character is a fake character for the fake plotline. Right, right. You you get me. I understand you. Okay. Uh. All right. Season four. During a roadblock at a natural gas plant in Medicine Hat, Alberta, a long-haired contestant fails to correctly wear his protective gear, resulting in several inches of scorched hair for the contestant and a firestorm of controversy for production, as critics question the show's safety protocols. Wow. That's, That's scandalous. Yeah. 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 Rough. For a long running reality TV show, Zed, is yeah, that is Yeah, what happening? season? Or Yeah, and they've been going for many years since. Well, That's not two, many talk- years. A couple well, that you're talking that season 4 is that 2017? Uh yeah, that's twenty. We're still on. Yeah, they didn't do one last year. They're not doing one this, this year. This didn't undo the show. <laughs> didn't undo the show, but this didn't undo the show. <laughs> I mean, in season 2, you know, if a, a dude dislocating his shoulder didn't undo the show. Yeah. I mean, All the guy right. falling into a fire didn't end Survivor. That's yeah. a good point. Yes. All right. Season five. When married couple Karen and Bert are presented with a roadblock at an insect museum. It's a no brainer. Karen's doing the roadblock owing to Bert's paralyzing fear of insects. And then the details are revealed. The person not performing the roadblock must sit with their head inside a terrarium while their partner counts the number of cockroaches crawling on them. Mm -hmm. Bert and Karen were both so badly shaken by this that they ended up eliminated. Your head inside a terrarium? That's so upsetting. That feels real. That feels very real. Um, I'm a little um, I'm a little rudderless on this one. Um, that first one feels like just like such a compelling stat, uh, like a like an, a note in, in Amazing Race Canada history that it feels real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the all of the stuff about running and seeing like nickels and stuff is maybe where I would lean. I don't know, Zed. What are you thinking? There was a leg 
like of a recent season, like in the past two seasons, where the stuff that they did in town was like the most <laughs> like generic, like it's the leg just where they had to go like make the horse feed, but it yes. was literally like, you know, pick up three <laughs> yep. ingredients that are all in this location and put them in a bowl or something. Um and they did several other things that were about that degree yeah. of difficulty. Um so it's not impossible to me that they okay. did these like very generic touristy things okay. of like go to this place, paddle let's, across the lake. Let's keep that in then. Um I think the first one's real also. Yeah. Um so then we have the person whose beard or hair got burned. Um mm-hmm, their hair got burned. Or the roaches. Yeah. Oh god. Oh. Not the roaches, not the roaches. How did it get burned? How did it get burned? That doesn't feel like a an amazing race thing to do, especially not this contemporary. It sounds. It does sound cruel. Um, Jess, when did that last one happen? The roaches. That was season five. Yeah, that was. That I think that that was twenty seventeen. As as far as anything that we're gonna get to work with, I think that that's a good hunch. Yeah. That's stuff that shows did 20 yeah. years ago. I don't yeah. think it's stuff shows were doing five years ago. Yeah, I think I feel I feel like that's as good a hunch as any. I like that. I, I would sign off on that as our official pick. Yeah. Okay, okay. locking it in? Locked in. Yeah. <sighs> You're incorrect. That really oh, happened. No. And it's yeah. really upsetting. So yeah, upsetting. That sucks. That sucks. What happened? Oh, what was fake? Oh, I hate it. Um, the thing that was fake was the guy burning his hair. Okay. Um, but put a pin in this like Sudbury, Ontario thing because like half of the Amazing Race Canada tasks are about that exciting. Amazing. <laughs> like they go to like the local. Um, th- there's one, and I asked Dan Heaton to help me come up with like what are you what are what in your opinion are the weirdest things that yeah. happened? And he said that time they made him go to Saskatoon and go to the trampoline park, and this is like Dan Heaton's like absolute um, like ground zero bottom tier thing that's happened on a reality show ever is yeah. having to go to a stupid trampoline park in Saskatchewan. Um, yeah. They do that a lot. All right. Um, well, that's or like the, the local American Legion or Canadian Legion will greet them at the mat or like kids from the elementary school. They had a task in the elementary school cafeteria once. That sucks yeah. about the roaches. I don't like that. Yeah, it really no, sucks. Yeah, it's tough. So gross. Yeah, it's it's really upsetting. I and those people really must bad. have a very sour feeling about uh, how that all ended. Uh, I mean, they're Canadians, so they're pretty pleasant about it. But yeah, and then apparently, like, not only was this really upsetting to watch, but like the insect museum then had this as an experience that people could pay for, and people really paid for it. Ugh. Who would ever want roaches dropped on your head? It's not no. okay. No. Yeah, that doesn't no. sound like something I want. Why? My, Why for, would any show my life ever for drop any of us. bugs on you? No yeah. show should ever do this. All right. Well, finally, we're going to go to a Canadian classic. And I, I think our Canadian listeners are screaming at me if I don't include this show. Um, because we're going to be talking about the legendary Canadian teen soap opera, Degrassi. Yes. Which generation? This is Degrassi, the next generation, a.k.a. just Degrassi, the version that ran from 2001 to 2015. Have either of you seen this show? I have. Not in a decade plus, but once upon a time, I watched a lot of Degrassi. It's well, then 
this is probably going to be. We'll an easy see. One. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. It ran for a long time, and a lot of things happened on that show. A lot of things <laughs> happened on that show. All yeah, right. I don't know anything about Degrassi. I know people. I know people love it. I know. I'll it's let you. Kid. I will let you take the lead on this question, and if I know for sure, I will let you do it by yourself. But yeah, I, I, I'm not that confident. It's okay. a Canadian institution. Okay. Yeah. Well, and let's I, let's enroll in this institution. Yep. Uh, Canada, I hope I did you proud with my fake one. <laughs> All right. Season four. After a prank humiliates Rick on the set of the high school's popular trivia game show, he vows revenge. Believing that Jimmy is responsible for the prank, Rick shoots him in the back, rendering him paralyzed. Jimmy's paralysis was a major plot line on the show for the next four seasons until the character was written out of the show after producers learned that the actor who played him signed a record deal behind their backs. Ooh. That actor. Aubrey Graham now goes by his middle name, Drake. I know that Drake was on Degrassi. So unless you're doing a thing where it's like Drake is on Degrassi, but that's not how he was on Degrassi, then it's not. uh, And and like, that's the, oh, uh, but I know he was on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, next plot, season nine. Anya has discovered a love of LARPing. But she's afraid her boyfriend will think she's a loser if he finds out. When he discovers her secret, he indeed doesn't understand at first. But then her LARP character arranges a wedding to the leader of a rival faction in order to create peace between the kingdoms. And he shows up at the ceremony to support her. Okay, that's very sweet. (laughs) Uh, Okay, season 10. Eli and Adam offer their frenemy Fitz a peace offering in the form of a fake ID. Unbeknownst to Fitz... Eli and Adam have used the name and birth date of a dangerous arsonist who is one of Canada's most wanted criminals. While Fitz is testing out the ID in a local liquor store, the guys call the cops and report a disturbance at the store. Wow. Do we ever meet the villain? I don't believe... the actual arsonist? Yeah. I don't believe the actual arsonist ever shows up. That's a missed opportunity. It would would be cool if the arsonist was actually trying to buy liquor like right in front of him in line. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. And if the arsonist was played by Drake... And it was a callback. No, it was like uh, Jimmy's <laughs> twin brother, Timmy. Yeah. Also Drake. Walk. Yeah. Also Drake. Yeah. Also Drake. Yeah. All right. And finally, season 13. Near the end of the run, right? Uh, Justin Bieber guest stars as Maddie, an insufferable hockey prodigy who's poised to make varsity in grade nine. When co-captains Cam and Dallas spike Maddie's soda after a team meeting, he winds up in the hospital with alcohol poisoning, forcing them to either fess up and get kicked off the team or watch him get sent away to rehab. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Zed, do you have any strong feelings about any of these? I'm ruling out uh, the Drake. Drake is real. Unless it's like high levels of chicanery here. Drake is real. I don't, I don't truck with that kind of chicanery. Yeah. Okay. So, so Drake is real. I believe so. Then it's, so. it's one of the other three. The wedding was what season? The LARP wedding? Season nine. Gosh, that's already so late. Uh, like, if, once I was out of high school, I was not watching this show anymore. What um, season is Bieber on? 13. And what year is that? That's going to be about 2013, 2014. 
Bieber might be doing Degrassi in twenty thirteen. That's early enough that he could be. Yeah. He's still, you know, he's like a, he's a young man, you know. He's, he's still, a young man. yeah. He, but he's super famous at this point. Is he? He is super famous in 2013, 2014. Is he not doing is that that long ago already? Yeah, because oh, boy. I, because you know, I was working at MTV and Bieber was a huge oh, deal, sure, and I was not working at MTV anymore in 2013, 2014. At least not in the office. I had moved to a freelance position, so Bieber was a humongous deal during my time at MTV, which predates this appearance on Degrassi. So wow. either like. Degrassi is so much bigger than I'm giving credit to, or like Bieber's just like, hell yeah, I'll do Degrassi because it's such a cultural institution, or this is fake. Well, Bieber was kind of meteoric. He was like nowhere and then he was everywhere. Yeah. Now he wouldn't go away for the longest time. And is Bieber like, is he, is Bieber like a little radioactive at this time too? Like, is that stuff starting to go down with Bieber? Is Degrassi like, I don't know. Trying Bieber's, to re- like restore his image. Well, that, well, there's that, but also is like Degrassi, but I don't know, a little hot. I don't know that we're bringing in Bieber. He's trying to restore his wholesome. Like, has veneer. he, like, bought, I don't know. Like, has he bought the monkey? Like, has he, has the monkey thing happened? Forgot about the monkey thing. I didn't. I haven't forgotten about the monkey. I remember that a lot of things. Bieber, Bieber has forgotten gone about down. The monkey. Likely, as cut to Bieber right now, somewhere in like his uh, his like Canadian palace, single tear as he thinks about the monkey. Bieber um, definitely listens to Mole Patrol. I think I. I think that the timing is wonky, but like I, but the problem here, Zed, is like. Where is this meeting my um my like estimation of Degrassi? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't recall a ton of famous guest stars on the show, although I wasn't super familiar with who was famous from Canada at the time that I was watching it. Um, yeah. There, I, I, I don't recall like big stunt casting moments from Degrassi, but also if we're talking season double digits, then the show's been been trucking along for a while and maybe could be going down their viewership. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's not real. I think that means we're picking the the last one all three times. Yeah, and we've been wrong the first two times. Correct. So maybe our odds are better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you locking it in? Zed? What was the third one? Third one was the fake ID, the arsonist in the liquor store. Oh, yeah. Gosh, what a crazy show Degrassi is. And what was All the second of, one? All of these are believable plot lines. The yeah. second one was the LARP wedding. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um... I think I'm gonna I'm 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 good to try You wanna stick with Bieber? I wanna believe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. wanna believe at all. Uh yeah. but well, we can then, go with that. Well answer. then let's not believe this one and <laughs> oh, and choose oh, and choose the, the Justin Bieber. Okay. All right. All right. Are we, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that you all believed in yourself because you did get this one correct. We did it! Wow, yes! we're yes! one for six. Yes. Oh, oh my Canada. God. Yes. yes. 
oh my god, my MTV days coming back to to do mm-hmm. some solitude. Mm-hmm. There was just there was no way. <laughs> He's so famous. He's yeah. so famous at this point. Right. He is like outstandingly famous in 2013, 2014. Uh, and he couldn't get any weirder than like the actual fact of Drake like, being on the show before he was a rapper. Here's here's like a flex. Like I occupied rooms that Bieber was in, and like he rolled deep. Like this dude would have rolled up to to DeGrassi with like a significant entourage. Yeah. Uh, like this is not like YouTube Bieber, like uh, baby, baby, baby. Ooh, like we're like <laughs> we're pushing past that. We're moving into something different. Like this is a like a stratospheric celebrity. So- are you saying, Josh, that you would have bought it if I'd said it happened in like season eleven? If you'd said that it happened in like twenty eleven, I would have. Uh, I, 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 I probably wouldn't have felt as firmly about this. Yeah. So my my mistake, my critical error was no, in not knowing not, enough about the beep. It, but that's a, <laughs> but but yeah, I guess. But like, we need that. We gotta draw we, context clues wherever to, we can. We need to eke out our advantages wherever we can get them. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pr- I, I can't make it too hard. Yeah. Oh God, I'm so glad. I I had been really concerned that this was going to be a full shutout for the season. We'll always have Justin. We'll Bieber. always have Justin Bieber. <laughs> Gotta when believe. all else fails oh my god oh my goodness um all right no shits creek questions because i don't want to get spoiled i still yeah. haven't seen it well i was gonna try i was trying for things that i was pretty sure you had not seen yeah and zed as always you are the wild card um mm-hmm. so i'm i'm thrilled that you would actually seen some degrassi yeah yeah but not, not none of those later seasons yeah, and seriously, know, it ran so long that like I think the cast became a completely different cast by the time the show was over. Yeah, it was the next happen? generation. I mean, who's going to stay in high school for fifteen years? Right. Yeah. I mean, Drake's not having any of that. They, they got to graduate. They got to move on. <gasps> they got to sign record deals. Yeah. You know, if you can, it's nice if work can. if you can get it. Um, if you can. If you can. <laughs> if you can. Um, <laughs> all right. Wow. Uh, so that's Mole Patrol week two of season two. How about mm-hmm. that? Yep. We're, we're making we're making moves here. We're going to become stratospheric celebrities in our own right uh, as we are going to continue. We are going to be climbing uh, Mountain Muffin as we uh, proceed Whoa. forward. Uh, the, 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 the whole whole ass Alp of a muffin as we are going to proceed forward with season two of the mole starting next week, we'll be back episode three, who shall be executed next. I noted that Anderson didn't say goodbye to Allie. It didn't seem like usually he says goodbye to people. He didn't he, say goodbye to Allie. He used to carry their luggage for them. Yeah. I think he was like, Allie, get out. Like I was really <laughs> offended by your joke. I'll walk you to the car. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, but who will go next? Who's the mole? We are on the patrol trying to figure that out. Uh, we've got the feedback section, mole patrol at Rob has a website.com. Is there any additional feedback that either of you wanted to read for this one? I know we got through a bunch of it along the way here. Um, I've Probably some a- spoiler stuff that we don't want to get into, I would guess. I don't know if you're getting spoiler stuff. We're getting some, but I'm, I'm, 
I've been pretty careful about exposing you to the spoiler stuff. Um, I, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Charlie S, who's not the Charlie that we keep referencing. <laughs> Maybe that's it, though. God bless Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, but he wanted to he wanted to run a little point of clarification on the cool side of the pillow. Yeah. Um he says, I hope this doesn't come off as a one tree hill person being mad about a golden retriever eating a heart. But I think it's important <laughs> to recognize an icon, at least for guys in my generation, of the late Stuart Scott. He was the host of Sports Center in the late nineties. Sure. And this was a time that the movie Something About Mary idolized a girl that would watch Sports Center. He came up with so many catchphrases. Bring your own booyah was another. And SNL would eventually parody parody him with sweet sassy molasses. So RIP Stuart Scott. Um, and apparently this is the origin of the cool side of the pillow. I'm for it. He was a great guy. And thank you, Charlie, for giving us a little more historical context there. Yes. Yeah. Um, Al loves the Mets. So he probably watched a lot of sports center in the late nineties. Yeah. Sounds that's right. Tracks. That would track. That makes tracks. sense. Uh, so solving uh, mysteries here on Ball Patrol. Left and right. Look, we're on uh, the patrol. Mysteries get solved. I also do want to give a shout out to uh, to Will, who had written in this week saying, okay, I know I'm late to the party, but I just binge listened to all of your season one mole recaps. I really wish I could have watched the show as well, though. Is there anywhere I can stream it? To which I like tried to like politely reply... <laughs> This was so funny to watch this in real time. I was like, yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, and it used to be on YouTube. And here's the YouTube playlist. And in my mind, I'm like, just in case they are new and they are not in the US where it's currently streaming on Netflix. Let me just send the YouTube. And then Will was like, oh, yeah, I was totally kidding because you guys complained all season long during season one about no one knowing how to go on YouTube to find the show. I was like, I was try- I was like, grinding my teeth trying to be really nice <laughs> on there so shout out to will uh, i agree that twitter needs a sarcasm font uh the ultimate <laughs> troll would be ideal would yeah. be ideal yeah, um, so if, if that describes you you all um it's on netflix and also um you can go on youtube if you are not in the u.s and you don't have that kind of netflix or you can get a thing called a vpn which i apparently yeah. Fools your computer into thinking it's in the U.S. I in thought this, that's what you meant by that kind of Netflix. Yeah, that kind oh, of Netflix. That kind of Netflix. Yeah. Netflix after dark. Yeah, inve- in, uh, investigate the VPN is is probably the best your advice. Friend. Do yeah, some sure. do some do some research. Look into what a VPN is. Look into how you can get it. You can definitely get one of those. You'll be able to watch U.S. Netflix through VPN. None of us on this panel can help you any further than that. You have to. <laughs> you yeah. have the power of knowledge. You can choose to wield that but that is that is the extent of our ability to or at least like our ability as in like our emotional our ability. willingness yeah. <laughs> like, google that for you.com yeah, you, you got I, this we i feel really you. bad because somebody once asked me a really obvious question and i i sent them to let me google that for you.com and they came back with thanks yeah. I felt like such a jerk. No, listen. <laughs> the, the internet is hard. Technology is hard. It's like find your like technologically savvy people in your life. They'll help you figure this out. It can't be us. We've got a lot going on. Yeah, we can't do it. Uh, but Don't good news. The VPN. Find the VPN. You'll do it. You got yeah. this. It's gonna be you great. Got, you, I believe. I believe yes. in you. Yes. And the good news is, once you have the VPN set up, if you're in neither the U.S. nor Canada, you will be set up to watch Amazing Race Canada whenever it comes back. 
Yes, uh, and then you'll be able to hear about all of the future roaches <laughs> that just oh, Dan no. and everybody else will uh, will will uh, break yeah. down. Well, I, I had one I wanted to use in that um, that I did not. Um, there's a season two moment where these two Olympic gold medalist hockey players have a challenge that involves playing hockey. And they are there for hours because they cannot get the puck to go in the five hole. And this is why we call it a five hole when you okay. do something for a living and you can't do it. But I thought it's possible that either of you have heard me use the term five hole. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. But five hole goes west. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is the most classic Amazing Race Canada moment and will never be topped. Nice. But I will keep watching anyway. Amazing. Race Canada. Um, Jess Lee's at Haymaker Hattie. What do you got going on? People can find you there on the tweets. Yep, you can find me there on the tweets. Um, that's about all I've got going on at the moment. You're and on Walking Dead zombie break at the moment, but yep, not for long. Not for long, unfortunately. Enjoy not it. For very Enjoy long it. At all. Enjoy it while you've got it. You've got you know you've got like uh, like nine or ten weeks still. You're good. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 gonna be fully on mole patrol for those nine to ten weeks. I think it's a pretty good gig. Yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Zed is Twitch streaming on the RPG tabletop role playing stuff with twitch.tv slash DM Philly. Yeah. Uh, playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons in space on Tuesday nights in a game called Dragonfly. Sunday nights, Kings of Neon, Cities of Mist. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's where you can find me uh, out there on the internet, twitch.tv slash DM Philly. Sundays at 6 Eastern, Tuesdays at 8 Eastern. Um, and other than that, I talk about Final Fantasy all the time. That's my life now. I just yeah. I just do the things Josh wants to do with him. Yeah, we'll talk about video games. It's great. I mean, you owe him, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we I was like, let's talk about them all, and now... <laughs> We talk about all the things all the time. And it's You're great. not mad about it, though. I'm not. It's going great. It's going great. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, which is uh, one of the, the really tremendous uh, modern video games uh, that came out last year. There was a, a, a new version of it that came out for PS5 this past year. We're talking about it episodically, going through the story, uh, both for first-timers and for people who've played it before. Um, so it's a, it's a really fun show. Check that out. It drops on Saturday mornings on post-show recaps. Also hit up Zed at Hard Rock Hope, but do not at them with Final Fantasy VII Remake make spoilers please um i am i am at round howard not going to do this often but i will say it is uh going to be the start of a new month here very very soon which uh though this is uh this podcast appears on reality tv rehab ups most of my podcast shenanigans you can find on post show recaps these days which is uh, a scripted tv coverage also we talk about movies talk about video games as mentioned talk about all kinds of things we've got a really really amazing community that we are developing over there through our patron uh, community, which is separate from what's going on here at RHAP. If you want to be involved in that, we would greatly appreciate your support. Um, there's a lot of things that you get out of it, whether it's a exclusive bonus podcast or even early access to some of the, the shows that we do on post-show recaps at that base $5 a month level. There's also the Post Show Recaps patron Discord, which is uh, my favorite place on the internet to be. I don't tweet a lot anymore. I'm not really on Facebook anymore. This is where you can find me, and uh, I am like very present. I am like super present. You yes. can hang out with me in the Discord. I'm highly available. It's a really fun time. 
Um, that's at that $10 a month level. The first of the month, like early on in the month, is always a really great time to sign up. You get more bang for your buck. Uh, so this will be the time that like, I really push that on this podcast, patreon.com slash recaps. if I may be so bold. Uh, we would really appreciate your support. I've recently, you know, put my my chips in uh, uh, Rob style, put all of it Rob on the mole style, but I guess Rob Sesternino style on the podcasting thing. Uh, and post show recaps is my baby. So if you like what I do, if you're a fan of the stuff that I do, it would mean the world to me uh, to consider uh, if you considered supporting us over at post show recaps. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. That'll be that. Um, we are back next week. More mole. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Take care, everybody. Bye. More